0: This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. Welcome to the original theme park podcast, CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody,
1: and welcome to the original theme park podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I'm here with my friend E.B. It's a new year. It's a new season. We're ready to talk theme parks and thrill rides. Mike, I'm so excited. I'm so ready to be back for
2: CoasterRadio.com. This is great.
1: Yes, it's been a nice couple of weeks off, enjoying the holidays, and then just getting a chance to kind of recharge and uh – uh actually starting a brand new season we can talk a little bit about that in a couple seconds because the last season was actually just 11 shows long but we'll explain why we're doing that it's a whole thing getting ready for our 20th year uh, that's coming up in just a little while but uh, lots to get excited about here in 2023 especially as we start talking about what's going to happen when all of the parks start opening in just a few short months
2: Oh, my gosh. And can we just tease right now? Arthur Levine is coming on the CoasterRadio.com podcast in just a couple of weeks. And he said to us when we said, hey, man, you're coming back on right to do your New Year's episode. He was like, guys, this is going to be such a good year. Yes. For yes. Parks. So he's excited. We're excited. We hope you guys are excited. We have a couple of great trip reports that are coming up in the second half of the show. Um, Mike, you've got a great trip report, but we also have, believe it or not, a trip report from a very special friend. Very close personal friend of radio.com Neil Patrick Harris. That's, that's right, coming up that's in the right. second half of the show. There's so much more, though, that we have to catch up on because we've been off for so many weeks that there's a lot of news. So let's get started with our
1: first drop. You know, we change around our recording schedule just kind of based on what life is doing. You know, sometimes we'll record on a Monday night, sometimes on a Tuesday night. But lately, we've been kind of settling in to do it on a Wednesday night and then releasing the show on a Thursday night. So it's a little bit of a quick turnaround. But on days like today, it is worth it. Oh my
2: gosh, this was so funny because yeah, we almost recorded um last night, which would be Tuesday night, the um the tenth. Um, it didn't work out. We we're like, all right, let's just do Wednesday instead. Good thing we did, Mike. Yeah, because two gigantic announcements came out from Universal. This first one is our first drop: a whole new ground up park from
1: Universal that's going to Texas. Can you believe this? Did did anybody have any inkling that this was going to happen? This I think shocked everyone. This well, week, when this was announced,
2: I, I feel like us here in the, the theme park and, and roller coaster community, we've been talking about for a long time the idea, maybe not so much Universal, but Disney building yes. another park somewhere right we've all you know with how many crowds the crowds that they have the demand that they have why doesn't disney build a park and it's like well where would they build it well it would have to be a year-round park so you put it halfway in between california and florida put it in texas but once, once again universal is like yeah y'all are slow we're doing it <laughs> and <laughs> it we're doing it cute. first and we're doing it better and we're just gonna keep on stomping you disney yeah,
1: yeah. It takes them like four or five years to build they a roller coaster. They are
2: stomping Disney right now. Yeah. This is crazy. They're opening Epic Universe, and now they've announced another brand new ground up park in Texas. I don't know what Disney's going to do. I guess they're going to continue to sell at their park every day and make a lot of money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but Universal
1: is killing it. It's amazing. It's amazing, and I'm especially amazed that this was able to happen. Without any rumors out there, without, you know, all of these the bloggers and stuff finding out about it way ahead of time. This was completely a surprise to everybody. What we're talking about is Universal building a park. It's going to be aimed at younger audiences. It's not going to be like another Islands of Adventure or a Universal Studios Florida. This seems to be a totally new park, but filled with Universal IPs aimed at younger children, aimed at families. But it's going to be pretty big. It's 97 acres. And to put that into scale, Islands of Adventure is 115 acres. So you're talking yeah. about a pretty big park here.
2: Well, but the, and, and you're right, though. They are cautioning in the same breath that they're saying that this is going to have, and this is quoting from the release here, a familiar IP in attractions, shows, rides, and character meet and greets. It goes on to say that the entire area is intended to have a completely different look, feel, and scale than Universal's existing parks and will appeal to a new audience for the brand yeah so that's really interesting and then you combine that with this image that we have we have this rendering and the coaster boys the theme park enthusiasts are doing their best to decipher what we see in this artist's rendering how accurate is it how true to what the park will be is it we're kind of like zooming in on the blurry images and trying to be like is that a ride is that a ride what have you been reading mike about this
1: yeah, so I've been uh, seeing tons of talk all over social media, all over Reddit and uh, discords. I've been, you know, people so excited about this. So everything I'm about to say, just take it with a grain of salt because it could be true or it could totally be a bunch of BS. But And, and no mo- dates have been announced
2: either. Let's point that out right, at the beginning, right, too, is, right. if there is absolutely no timeline for this.
1: Yeah. So okay. look in the back corner of the park. You definitely see something that looks like a Jurassic Park style buildings. Okay. Um, y- you even see what looks to be like something that looks like Velocicoaster, but I mean, of course, not a big Velocicoaster, like a little junior. Are you talking that top left corner? Yeah, but, but I, I'm looking at another map that's even a little wider. This one I think that's out there right now is cropped a little bit. I saw oh, one earlier what? today that has a little bit more. Are you talking um, about
2: like it's like a bamboo structure with like a green roller coaster in the woods? Is yes, that the there's, one?
1: There's that, but there's also something else I saw. What? It's like that looked like a. It, it. You know, that's just what people were saying, and when I saw it, I was like, you know, it does look like a little baby velociraptor. But I, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. Don't everybody get excited. But it just looked like. I love how excited people
2: are getting. And I love the idea that, of course, the theme park enthusiasts, the the enthusiasts out there, they're immediately like, it's going to be another Velocicoaster. Yeah, right, right, right. It's going to be
1: Velocicoaster 2.0. I I think everything in this park. No, it's not going to be. No, no, it's all going to be for kids. This is a, this is totally a kid's park. I mean, you can see some flat rides. I see a flat ride around a volcano. I have,
2: I found a bigger map now I'm zooming in on it. So, okay. You're talking about these, like the, 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 the gold, this is uh the gold roof buildings that I like have the round roofs.
1: Yes. And then off to
2: Mm -hmm. the left is now, see, I looked at that and my first thought when I looked at that was it almost looked like a slide tower.
0: Oh, Because there's a, that B. building
2: in the middle and then you see like the green track or whatever coming off to the left. There's one coming off to the front and there's one going off to the right. Maybe it's not one roller coaster curving all over the place. Maybe it's multiple slide towers like a like a water park.
1: Maybe, or or maybe another like uh, the flyers, like they have at IOA, could be that too. I don't know, but maybe. But um, no, uh,
2: yeah. Shall we like kind of break down what we see here? Because where do you want to start in that top left corner and work our way around this park, or do we just yeah. let people find it themselves and look at it? We got a big show today. I don't know. How much yeah, time yeah. Well, we want to spend on this.
1: Well, let me say one thing that I really found interesting that somebody said is when you look right at the beginning at the entrance of the park. Uh there's a big hotel there and we already know that they announced they want to put a 300 room hotel yep um, a theme a, hotel adjacent mm-hmm. to this. But in the middle it looks like where the name of the park would be doesn't that look blurred out to you? <clears throat> yes, it's really funny. So yeah, you have two
2: big structures on on the left and the right that is the hotel, then you have an archway and a gigantic circle that would be a sign. Right now it just kind of looks like a blurry blue wave. Yeah. But you're saying that people are speculating that is the DreamWorks logo, and they blurred it out for the press release.
1: Yes, yes. And is so the DreamWorks are... logo a circle? It it could be if when you think of like the moon. There's the oh, moon it's the boy the sitting, on sitting on the moon with the yes. fishing pole. Yeah, yeah. So if it's blurred out, oh. couldn't that be the moon in the center? So people are saying, would this be a DreamWorks IP park? And I know what you're thinking, like the Jurassic World isn't DreamWorks.
2: Oh well, but... let's talk about this because we also have all of these clouds, don't we? Yes. There's like a cloud motif that's happening here in the right. dream- so that totally fits,
1: doesn't it? And Ooh. and uh yeah. Dreamworks is working on a series right now. Uh it premiered in 2020 called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous.
2: Yeah, you were saying now it doesn't make sense if it's a Dreamworld park, if it's a Dreamworks park, how could they have Jurassic Park in it? Well, there is a Jurassic Park cartoon yes. by Dreamworks that has, has like 5 seasons now. You Yeah, saying. right.
1: <laughs> right. So So it totally could be there. So I don't know. And everything else in this drawing that, you know, is is, it reminds me of the artwork of Disneyland back in 1955, like just idyllic and everything perfectly lit up and colors and all that stuff. It's hard to tell theming wise what anything else is, but there are some really interesting features in this that look to be some pretty cool attractions. Like you and I were talking about before we started the show, there looks to be a really cool boat ride. That kind of takes you all around the park. Yeah. And this is,
2: and this is, there's a lake in the center of the park with fountains. Um, and then in the back of the lake, there is some sort of show building um, and then a, a more cloud theming and a series of boats that are queued up there with like a loading station. And then there's a river that travels around the, the interior of the park yeah. um, that, also has those same boats in it in the in this rendering so it looks like it's either a transportation system for the park or it's just a slow moving boat ride of some sort that moves through the park um let's talk also about how we can see lands here right so that top Mm -hmm. left corner definitely is is jungly jurassic parky themed there's some sort of like Maybe that's a volcano spinning ride of some sort. There's a mini drop tower of some sort. Yep. There's yep. a couple of different show buildings perhaps. And then that mystery, maybe roller coaster in the top corner on the left. If we go to, you know, nine o'clock on the map here, there is definitely a distinct land here with a gate um, that you can definitely see that goes in, but that's just a colorful, there's nothing in there that indicates what that could possibly be. There's a couple of flat rides in there, maybe a mm-hmm. restaurant in there. Um, then we go to the right, And there is, you know, at this, what would that be like a four o'clock position, flowers, a bunch of flowers, yeah, a couple of big show buildings, a couple of very bright neon colored flat rides. Um, And then there's another distinct land up at the top corner um, that has what looks like some show buildings, some beautiful gardens of some sort. And then like a hedge maze, perhaps
1: yeah. on the far right
2: there and a couple more flats.
1: Right. I see like a Dumbo spinner back there and... Um, is that, is that like castle looking stuff? I see like sort of a castle there in the center and a moat. Is oh, see that?
2: would they build a Mario? I mean, this is DreamWorks. So no, you, you're, you're thinking no. So, hmm. Yeah. Like, it, well, there's I mean, got be minions in here, right? That's DreamWorks? That Dreamworks? Oh, no, that's
1: Illumination. That's a, yeah. I mean, uh, how to train your dragon is DreamWorks, right? Okay. That could be, hmm. So maybe in that back corner. I don't know, but this is, this is shocking to me, man. This, cause this is not something that was thought about by I mean by fans. We didn't see any of this stuff coming. It's so interesting. This is interesting. so much
2: fun. This is so yeah. much fun that we don't know anything about what's happening here. Okay, I'm I'm trying to figure out like what are the Dreamworks shows and things like that. So you've got the Shrek universe is right. Dreamworks, right? That's really popular. Um Trolls is do people still care about Trolls? How to Train Your Dragon, um Kung Fu Panda, that's one. Uh, what else? Madagascar? Do we care about that anymore?
1: Yeah, that's true. The Croods? Nobody cares about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Captain Underpants? That's No. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just reading off here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Boss Baby? Yeah. Boss Baby. I want a Boss Baby
2: Land. Oh, my gosh. Right. That would be hilarious. Let's do a Boss Baby Land or a B-movie Land. There you go. There you go. All right. No, I, I, I think it's going to have to be How to Train Your Dragon or Madagascar or Shrek or Trolls. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. How, this is kind of cool though. Uh, will this only be for kids? Is there going to be anything in here that's going to attract grownups? No?
1: I, probably not, right? Probably not. This looks like, this looks like a, you know. Would like- you compare this to like a Legoland? That's what I, I was just about to say. It's a better Legoland. It's like a yeah. higher quality Legoland, is what we're looking at here.
2: Yeah. So we're not talking about like a, a true kiddie park, right? We're not talking about Sesame Place. We're talking about like a Legoland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, where, where I, I appealing to like under 13, where like a Sesame Place is like under, you know,
1: eight. That's what I think. That's what I think. It's not, it's I, not I a think, toddler yeah. park. This is a kid right. park. This is like before you turn into a teenager and want to go to Islands of Adventure, You you would go to this park. This is really but neat. It's it's really, it's a great idea. And it makes you wonder if this is going to be a model that Universal pursues. Like, you know, hey, if this works in Texas, do you pick up and put one somewhere else in another good weather area? You know, like, do you dare do what Disney tried to do with Disney's America and put one in the D.C. area? I don't know. And I, I'm being totally selfish with that you know what anyone here but but i mean <laughs> well could, would, would, you, would, i mean
2: do you think you could possibly make it be a seasonal park i don't know if you can make it a seasonal park i mean if it's in dc it's got to be seasonal um or i don't know king's dominion is trying or bush Gardens trying not to be um yeah, yeah it certainly is possible you could put one in like atlanta maybe
1: I, yeah exactly that's what i was thinking yeah somewhere in georgia or the carolinas you could do that Mm hmm. OK, it's really, 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 really cool. interesting, really, really interesting that this is this is happening and it looks to be such a high quality product, too. So,
2: well, I don't think you have it in the quick hits here, Mike, on the rundown. So let's really quickly also add in here the other um, announcement from Universal that they are building a permanent attraction in Las Vegas. Can we move on yes. to that? Are you ready?
1: Weekends. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I've actually I've actually got something that Universal Creative has uh, put up about this. This is going to mm-hmm. be in that uh, area of Las Vegas that we've talked about before, Area 15. Yes. Um, so Area 15
2: th- yeah, is, is ex- expanding a new 20-acre expansion. Um, and the whole Area 15 thing is really interesting because it really is just like this gigantic um, commercial space, but it's not its own theme park. They simply are building out this space like a shopping mall and then leasing out... The square footage to yes. all of these different um,
1: attractions. Yes. It's like the Wiener Prater in, in Austria. It's like okay, all, yeah. a, a big area. And they, uh, in the Wiener Prater, it's all these different rides that are owned by different people. This mm-hmm. is the same thing in Area 15. It's all these different experiences. It's not owned by one company. They're all individual properties. Mm-hmm. It's and really a part of this- cool idea. Yeah. A
2: part of this 20 acre expansion that's coming to area 15 there on the South side of uh, Las Vegas is going to be this universal space. It's 110,000 square feet. Um, wow. It's going to be themed to the universal horror. Um, we don't exactly know what that means. Um, in the press release, they talk a lot about um, how they have a long history going all the way back to the old black and white classics all the way through to today with the um, Halloween horror nights. But we don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be something with both the haunt experience, horror experience, but also a food and drink experience of some sort. It's, it's going to be really cool though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what they're saying, I, I want to read right from the press release here. Yeah, it really sounds interesting. Uh, it says with a, uh, this brand new permanent entertainment experience in Las Vegas will bring to life. Universal's vast library of classic horror films mm-hmm. and today's most terrifying tales. So they'll, They'll go Both. old school and nude school, which is great, with a variety of unique, immersive, fantastic, horror-centric experiences that surround high-energy food and beverage spaces by day turned haunting bars and eateries by night. So I like that idea that it's going to be one thing during the day, but that a place you can kind of have a good time at night, too, especially if they're going to have some, some bar experience. And you wonder, is it going to be like the Halloween Horror Nights experience year-round? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, the the bars and stuff are a huge part of Halloween Horror Nights. Are they going to do that same type thing where it's like, you know, going into this warehouse and having that same experience? I hope so.
2: Yeah, this is going to be really, really strange. And and they're really excited to point out that they do um, Halloween and they do haunts so well. They're the best in the world. And now they're bringing it as a first ever permanent experience beyond the theme parks. Yeah. Um, But again, this one also, no timeline. On when this is actually going to be happening, but it's coming to that area 15, which is huge in Vegas right now. It seems like they're really, I don't know how they're doing it growing so fast. Um, It only opened back in September of 2020. Um, If you know that that's the space that has um, Omega Mart from Meow Wolf. It also has, there's a cloud coaster in there. There's all sorts of VR experiences in there. There's a crazy museums in there and and all sorts of experiences. You did that um, distillery experience. That's in there. Yes, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. So there's an a entire lot of football in that Area field 15.
1: of distillery. Yeah, it was, it was it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in Las Vegas, and I, I, we only scratched the surface of what was at that place. It was amazing.
2: Well, and I think after this new twenty acre expansion of Area 15 opens, if I go to Vegas the next time, I don't know if I'm going to even bother going down the Strip. Right. I know. I feel like you could spend like many days just with this Area 15
1: entertainment district. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to do there, and at least you're putting your money into something fun instead of just losing it at the tables, man. And the golden tiki
2: is just a couple of blocks away.
1: Exactly, see? (laughs) Now we're talking, and we might have to resurrect that Las Vegas
2: meetup. Ooh, that would be really fun. Oh, we got to find out when this universal thing's open. That's the thing with both of these universal announcements is there's no timeline that's been right. announced yet. So it gives all of the coaster boys out there plenty of time to speculate and get super excited about the opening date. And Mike, that is how I transition to the next quick hit. Beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Tron light cycle has an opening done. date. Can you Finally. believe it? Can oh you believe gosh. it?
1: From the... <laughs> From the first time they announced it to opening <laughs> I love day. This. I love this. I think it was the Coaster 101 guys that yes. did the math, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That, we got to give them credit because that's where I stole it from. Yep. They did the math from the announcement to opening day. It's going to be 2089 days.
2: <laughs> so that, that this ride is opening April 4th. Yeah. And when I saw the announcement that Tron light cycle rum was opening April 4th, I was like, hold on. What year? <laughs> it is mm-hmm. this year. It is the, Exactly. It is indeed, I was like, year. what,
1: 2020? I was. I seriously thought 2024. I thought they were 2000, like... 2000. That's so funny. Oh, my god! Yeah, gosh. no. So April 4th, 2023, only a few months away now, but <clears throat> 2089 days from announcement to opening, which it, is that a record? That's what the Coaster 101 guys were asking. I want to know is, has there ever been a longer lead time? Maybe... Um, flying I turns. Know, I know which coaster. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking flying turns was like seven. Flying right? turns at Knobels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a long one too. So I think flying turns might take the cake. But uh, man, oh boy, oh my but, gosh! But at least so the dudes funny. at flying the flying turns guys were trying to figure it out as they that went was Just a bunch
2: of old dudes like bending wood. <laughs>
1: Yes, and that wasn't
2: a team of Imagineers for a multi-billion-dollar corporation.
1: Yeah, and they had already built the ride in Shanghai Disneyland. So why? <laughs> why, why what was so hard about building it? Like, and I know. Yes, I is, know. We. I, COVID, I love.
2: I love that we spent like the first twenty minutes of the show talking about how cool Universal is, and now we're just cracking up at ah. how much Disney sucks. This is where the industry has gone, people.
1: It is kind of funny, isn't it? It is. It, it is kind of amazing mm-hmm. because, man. I mean, and, and yes, the the light cycle run looks like a really fun ride, man. It's does great. It,
2: I guess. It, it, I know it, people are excited about it.
1: I have not been hyped about this at all. You know, I, I really haven't. See, I saw the like some people from Good Morning America riding it, and I'm surprised that the editor let this go or that the producer Ooh. missed it or Disney PR people missed it. But you can say, like, they, they let the people ride the ride, and they're, like, cutting it up to music and stuff. And as the, one of the people are coming back into the station, they're like, is that it? Is it over? Like, and it was like it was so bad because it was like you could tell they were kind of like, oh wait, that's that's the whole ride. It's done. I I, I can't believe it. And I'm Ooh. I'm surprised they let that in. Yeah. Like that well, for the out.
2: GP, yeah. I think maybe they were maybe hyped up too much. That was the disappointment. I'm sure they were like, it's the greatest new thing ever, and they felt they were going to be in some sort of light maze.
1: Yeah, that's right. Nope. Nope. It's just it, a it's just a motorbike ride. That's all. It's like that's all. The same thing is like what bush gardens is getting right i mean mm-hmm. in terms of like
2: ride system it seems like it i mean i don't know if I, we haven't heard anything about anything or i haven't at least heard anything about any sort of like major extreme queue line experience or anything like that it just looks like a motorbike ride underneath some weird super modern canopies
1: yeah right right, right. and and I, I should say just for coaster boys out there tron light cycle run it's made by Vacoma. And I think like the one at Bush Gardens is Intamin, correct? Okay, okay. I'm j- just so, just to get it right, so everybody is out there, and, like you know, they people people like us to have our facts straight. It's still a motorbike ride. It's yeah, the same it's thing. same thing. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Oh,
2: what was the what, what Park was saying? It was the uh, changing what a motorbike ride was. When they announced what their roller coaster was, but it wasn't a motorbike, they were like, "It's the world's first crotch coaster." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was it? I can't remember. <laughs>
1: I think it was Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Yeah,
2: it was the Bush Gardens Williamsburg was saying it was like the straddle coaster. The That's what straddle it was. coaster. It was the straddle yes, yeah, coaster. Yeah, it was yeah. like stop calling it a straddle coaster. It's a motorbike.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and dark coaster by the way from Intamin. So you have Intamin and Vacoma, two different motorbike style, but same thing. Yeah, same. thing.
2: Yeah, my my park is going to have a crotch coaster.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the park I'm opening. Crotch rocket,
2: coming get on the crotch right coaster. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, let's so move yeah, on so here. I mean, you know. Yeah, so it uh, we'll see, and you know, well, it's going it to open opens... April fourth,
2: and we know we do, we also know that there's probably going to be some sort of like pass holder preview of some sort. Is that what we think is going to be happening?
1: And not at Disney. I think what they're going to do is start doing all that boarding pass BS. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to be one of those things that like you can buy your ticket to Disney, but you may not get on the ride, just like all the other. Oh, headliners, it's the same thing you know? again. Are
2: we doing this it's, again? Oh, where yeah, you, can, you don't even want to go.
1: Yeah. I know. Exactly. Like, you know, it's going to be that way for a couple of years, at least, I'm sure. So, Well, it's
2: like I went to Disney and I said, well, I'm not going to even try and ride the ride that's new this year, Guardians of the Galaxy. Instead, I'll ride the ride that's new last year.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so while Universal is making this announcement about, you know, these big new attractions that are opening up, Disney did give us a opening date for Tron Light Cycle Run, but they also made some announcements about some things that they're giving back to us that they okay. had taken away or were charging for. First off, annual pass holders... Pretty soon, they're going to be able to visit the parks after 2 p.m. without having to make a reservation first, except on Saturdays and Sundays at the Magic Kingdom. So still a bunch of rules you got to follow. But so complicated.
2: It's so complicated after 2 p.m. except at the one park on these specific days.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, guests who purchased Disney Genie Plus, this is nice, are going to receive digital downloads of their attraction photos at no additional charge. Uh, they had been charging for those recently, so that's something oh. that will come back. And when they when they first did the, um, I, I remember that was out at Disneyland with whatever they were using. That was like the precursor to Disney Genie Plus. You could get all the ride photos for free, and that was really nice. Okay, cool, good. Yeah, and then finally, uh, complimentary overnight self parking returns for guests staying at Disney Resort hotels. They were charging everybody who stayed at a hotel. If you were going to park at their parking lot, you had to pay. Uh, yeah. They've reversed that now. Now you yeah, get free Bob parking. Paycheck. That was his yeah. idea. Right, right. Although they, the nice thing is, is that if you did stay at a Disney hotel, you still got free parking at the parks. Uh, they're yeah. still staying with that, too. So that was cool. Good for them. Okay, good. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to say. I'm shocked. So, like, remember all the big uh, hub hubaloo uh, about Epcot and those barges that they put out there with the fountains? <laughs> the for large harmonious? barge. Yeah, oh, the yeah, large they're barge. They're, they're awful yeah. and ugly. Yeah, they're being removed what? they're they're done they're just going to go back and do epcot forever the former uh show that's there they're just getting rid of all that all that money all that time spent with harmonious barges they're gone they're just going to get rid of them and 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 put back the old show this wasn't Not, that long ago they built those gigantic things
2: they put them in the middle of the lake everybody Off-center. hated them yeah and they're wow is that just a failure of disney and like that's, management like making a mistake that's a giant failure. right that sounds like a mistake yeah
1: yeah that's Oof. a huge failure yeah so yeah yikes. i don't like that
2: all right disney yeah, yeah. yeah good on you
1: i yeah. guess i mean at least somebody had the guts to say okay this sucks You know, and and, but there are people who love Harmonious. I remember seeing it, not thinking it was that bad, but I liked everything but the barges. I thought the barges during the day is is
2: what's bad about it is during the day you can see those giant barges. I wonder if the person who finally said, "Okay, we'll take the barges out," went and apologized to the person who said, "Don't put the barges in."
1: Yes, I know, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with the barges is it was supposed to be this really cool fountain during the day. And it never materialized. It was just this big hunk junk. Ugly like yeah. Borg
2: monstrosity that was shooting water out. <laughs>
1: yeah. It and looked ugly. It was so and ugly. And it wasn't even centered on the lagoon, which made no sense. Although a lot of people did say that it was centered at the area where the VIPs would sit and pay extra money to, to get a perfect view of the show. Oh, stop. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true or if that's just sour grapes.
2: That's dumb. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this other one here. This one. I love this thing that happened. Tony Clark, uh, yes. the, the internet troll, Tony Clark, but also <laughs> communications director at, at Cedar Point, but What's his primarily internet title? troll. <laughs> <laughs> On right. Monday, he posts, today is January 9th. Brr, you know what that means? And of course, all of the coaster boys jumped in and were like, this is the day the Top Thrill Dragster was first announced for right at Cedar Point in 2020. Like, oh my gosh. And Did they, they just, know
1: that. They knew
2: yes. That? And then oh. moments later, the, uh, the the video dropped um, teasing the new Top Thrill Dragster that, Mike, we know is not going to be Top Thrill Dragster. Yeah. The name's gone, right? Yes. This is this I think is the, is, is the big thing. So this 45 second video um, was uh, posted by Cedar Point on Twitter. It has the music. It has like all this drone footage of the coaster under construction. Everything is demolished except for the actual um, top hat itself right yes and um, then at the end the text comes up a new formula for thrills yes, a 2024 coaster and Cedar Point has redirected the th- the the top thrill dragster webpage on the park website to a new page that is 2024 coaster and it says Cedar Point's legacy of roller coaster innovations continues with a one-of- a-kind addition to the park's world-renowned ride lineup coming in 2024. And it says, stay tuned for more details on this exciting new coaster coming to the roller coaster capital of the world. We can't wait for you to experience it.
1: New coaster. Yes. Top mm-hmm. Thrill Dragster is gone. Right? Yeah, right. right. That's yeah. what that means. So they must be planning an entirely new type of experience. So because this you is. can't just you, you can't just rename it and, and say it's a new roller coaster, right? That doesn't no. work.
2: No, and you, and you can't just replace the track and then put different trains on it and call it a new coaster. So we are getting something totally new with Top Thrill Dragster. At least that's what this is implying, unless, again, Tony Clark is just trolling us.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the whole thing about the new formula for thrills, on Theme Park News, I was kind of thinking, like, is that formula like Formula One racing? Are they still going to keep the racing theme or I don't know, are we talking about formula, like truly like a formula? Is it something else? I don't know. This is really interesting. And I, nobody does uh, keeping people on their toes better than Cedar Point, I think, in terms of getting excitement going for uh, a construction project. It's pretty cool
2: yeah this is this is really cool and, and, and i think the, the the most important thing here is that they're calling it a new coaster um and they know the coaster boys are going to come after them if it is not significantly different, so it really does have to be significantly different for them to be calling it a new coaster
1: yeah this and they're
2: is, calling uh, it a one of a kind addition i mean that's also on there too Where um yeah. a one of a kind addition to the um park's world renowned ride lineup, so it has to be something
1: brand new also right I saw a photo on Twitter, and I'm not sure how it was gotten, but it was it was a drone shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a, a really nice one, high quality. So it wasn't like you know, someone just flew their cheap drone in. I don't even know if that's what it was, but it is a shot mm-hmm. of Top Thrill Dragster from just above uh, the, the, the end of the uh, turnaround at the end of the ride. So you can actually see that the station has been gutted. Um, all of the track... Um, leading Follow up it. to the, um, top hat going and coming is gone. So you got to wonder what they're planning, but the, the entire top hat is there. And the, the video, the hype video really did just focus on the, the top hat. You didn't see anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's well, interesting. To
2: there's not a lot of room happened. down there, so I don't know what they're possibly oh. doing, but there has to be something happening. Maybe it's going to, can they launch a spinning coaster <laughs> 400 <laughs> feet?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? What's well, happening? The, the rumor is that Zamperla is involved with this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not confirmed, right? That is, that's just the rumor because th- there's lots it's of talk the rumor, about a lot but things. there's
2: so much that's pointing to it that, you know, the same launch system, you know, was retrofitted on a ride that was similar to top thrill dragster over in Europe. And there's all sorts of other reasons that it should be Zamperla. Um, I think even Cedar point was hinting maybe perhaps. Um, I, I don't know. It's just interesting that there's not a lot of space at Cedar right. Point, where Top Thrill Dragster is located. How do they possibly make this be a brand new roller coaster with the space that's allowed? I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't yeah. know what they're planning. It's going to be interesting. They yes, are taking yes. a whole other year. That's, that's that's something that, of course, people are disappointed in, is that it is not coming in 2023. It's coming in 2024. Yeah.
1: And this is a great opportunity for some Coaster domus action for all oh, you guys out there. Right? Because I think we will know this year... What's going to happen next year? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so this is where you could have some fun with the Costa Damas and and really see if you can, you know, hit the bullseye. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Well, and speaking of
2: rides that are getting a retrofit, Mike, to um, have another wonderful uh, segue here. The Grizzly at King's Dominion is getting a refurb by the Gravity Group. And I just want to say at the top of this one, the the top of this quick hit news story, um, the Grizzly, this old wooden roller coaster that's getting a refurb, getting a new track profile, a new first drop and everything. King's Dominion has already put out the announcement it is not a new coaster credit. <laughs>
1: I did laugh at that. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, and and the the biggest news that was dropped this week. There's like a, a four or five minute video that Kings Dominion put on their blog mm-hmm. with one of the engineers from the Gravity Group, and it gets into detail about what yeah. they're doing. It's not like a a cheesy promo video for the roller coaster. Like they they're talking about the math that's going into it. They're they're going back and showing you exactly which sections of the ride are being redone. And I had no idea they were redoing the first drop. They're making it steeper. Uh, they're making it longer. They don't actually have to raise the hill. They can actually drop uh, the the first drop lower than the original one went and um, make a steeper angle. So it's going be, to be a little bit more thrill. But like Kings Dominion said, uh, no, no new roller coaster. It, it's He it won't count as new credit.
2: I really like that. They dropped this super duper nerdy video. It really is. Yes, it yeah, is this yeah. engineering guy. And he, I, I know I, I, I like this guy, but he's a total dork, <laughs> but <laughs> he's walking around grizzly and he's talking about, like you said, the math, the engineering, everything that goes into it. And then they're putting up on the, uh, on the screen in the, in the video, the actual, um the, the, the calculations and the ride angles and all this stuff where they're showing you what they're going to be doing to the grizzly. I do like the idea of, Cedar Fair putting out this video of the grizzly um on the same day that the video about Top Thrill Dragster dropped.
1: Yes, yes, Because those funny. two yeah.
2: videos could not be any more different. The Top Thrill Dragster video was just like and it was showing, you know, like the drone footage of Top Thrill Dragster in a montage with zero information.
1: Yes, no no information, <laughs> nothing.
2: And then they also Cedar Fair also put out this video about the refurb of the Grizzly that is just like this dorky Guy, he's like, Well, if you look here at the angle, you can see that back then, where we had the angle of 47 <laughs> degrees, and now we're going to make it 52.5 degrees. And then when we take into account the clones of the Grizzly that were built, because there were other roller coasters that had the same ride profile but were built in <laughs> different locations, we can actually take this ride. I love how different
1: these videos are. It's, <laughs> on so, the great. Same it's day. so great. Yeah, it, it, it's that is absolutely, I didn't even think about that, but they are so polar opposite. But man, that King's Dominion one gave us some information. Like, there's no I, really, I enjoyed
2: watching that one yeah. so much more. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I watched the 45 second Top Thrill Dragster video, but I also watched the complete six minute video by the yes. guy talking about, you know, the angles of descent and things like that. Yeah, it was great.
1: I have never seen a park release a video like that in my life where it's that much information. Like most times you hold back some stuff. But in this case, they were like, let it all out there. let put it all out. It's great. I love yeah. it.
2: Yeah, very, very cool. So that's great. we There's so much cool stuff that's been happening over the last uh, several weeks. It's been such a fun off-season so far. It's been really, really fun. Mike, It I feel bad that we took so many weeks off because here we are almost mid-January, and we have to now time travel back to the end of December to yes. talk about the next part of what we need to talk about here. Um, A, a trip report from our close personal friend, Neil Patrick Harris. Let's move on and, and, and start talking about that because – uh, I wrote to NPH talking to him about the Ferris wheels. We talked about this on an episode of CoasterRadio.com, um, or, or on a theme park news, a, a, a couple of weeks ago. And he finally, he actually was at the Kindle Light Processional and called into the show like he does on wonderful, wonderful Christmas, um, the Christmas times that he does call in. And it's been great to hear from NPH on these like processional backstage behind the scenes times and he did it once again for us yeah
1: yes this this was so nice it's it's one of those things that we look forward to every year it's a lot of fun and sometimes he does it from the backstage area other times he does it in line for a ride and um now we did talk about this on theme park news but mm-hmm. i know that there are a lot of listeners <laughs> out there who uh don't listen to that and if you don't you should you should go find it and subscribe to it it's dailycoasterradio.com content You you would love it but um, tell can you tell the story real fast about what you did that led to NPH giving us this special content here?
2: Yeah, so if you, if you've been listening to Theme Park News from coastradio.com our daily podcast, you've already heard this story. Uh but basically, um I was traveling for the holidays at the beginning beginning of December and I was in I think it was Tennessee um mm-hmm. and I was on the interstate and I saw an old rusty Ferris wheel. On the side of the interstate. And I remembered back to last Christmas when NPH uh, came on CoasterRadio.com, did that big interview from his uh, new estate out there in the Hamptons, I think it was. And he talked about how he wanted to get an old Ferris wheel for his house, basically, and and put it in his backyard. Remember this? It was um, his house is themed uh, the old fun fair.
1: That's right. That's right. And and a place where people who used to work at the carnival could come and like spend summers. Yeah. His like house that. has so, like yeah. a storyline, Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah.
2: because he's NPH. And so, um, I, I saw this old rusty roller coaster or this old rusty Ferris wheel. I remembered that he told that story. And so I did some research and I found out who actually owned the old rusty Ferris wheel that I saw on the side of the interstate. Oh. And I emailed Neil and I said, Hey, remember last year when you came on coaster and talked about the old Ferris wheel that you wanted to find and you wanted to buy. I think I might've found you one. If you could <laughs> find this guy, you could buy this. The Ferris wheel was a part of a uh, roadside attraction called um, Patriot Palace, which was a firework stand. And then it like grew into this big roadside attraction, but the whole thing burned down in 2014 Oh, ooh. and the roller co- or the, 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 the Ferris wheel was still there. <laughs> and and I went on, um, like the, the, the GIS website to find the property owner and I found the guy's name, the guy's phone number and I emailed NPH and I told him where it was, who it was. And I said, you could get this thing, I bet you for a song because it's on this old abandoned site and you could just call this guy and tell him who you are and that you want to get this old Ferris wheel and bring it up to your place. He emailed me back and said, What a coincidence. I actually have found an old Ferris wheel that I've already purchased Ah. and it's getting delivered next week. Oh, wow. How so we that? were of two minds at, yes. uh, at the same time finding uh, Ferris wheels that NPH could purchase and bring to his house. So he found an old Ferris wheel. I guess he's getting it delivered. Um, I, I, I emailed him back immediately and said, that's so cool. I'm so glad that you found it. Um, please, we would love to hear the story of you buying and then getting this Ferris wheel delivered to your house and getting it installed. I'm just imagining in my mind, like seeing it offloaded. <laughs> And then reconstructed (laughs) in his backyard with, you know, the old rusty Ferris wheel. Um, And then I also ended my email, of course, with, hey, when you're down at Disney at the at the candlelight procession, we would love to hear from you if you would like to call in. Um, And he emailed me and said, well, what would you like to talk about? And I said, well, talk to us from behind the scenes at the uh, candlelight processional or you were so great at the Iron guazi roller coaster Ah, when you called in with your kids and everything that was so much fun if you can ride the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind we would love to hear your ride review of that roller coaster on coasterradio.com and that is the trip report that nph called in
1: yes now what's really neat though is that a couple days before christmas nph was on instagram doing an instagram live broadcast from his house He had all his family there. They were having dinner. I think it was in between uh, dinner and dessert. And he was just telling people about what he had done. At a certain point during the Instagram Live, he was asking people who were watching for questions. Mm -hmm. And somebody asked a question about, hey, how was it at Disney? Um, And he was all excited. And he talked about all the different things that he did. Um, But listen to this. This is very interesting because (gasps) your favorite podcast got a little shout out here, right? yes
2: this is this is the best part so yes so he does we'll, we'll we'll play these clips next where he actually calls in to the podcast uh, coasterradio.com about um his ride on uh, guardians of the galaxy but then when he was on this instagram live he talked about how he had done that and that's this instagram live clip that we're going to play right now
0: I appreciate it. there's a smiley how was disney what a great question I got to go to Disney with the family. I did the Candlelight Processional. Every single uh, show that I did was different. I said different stuff at every one. Um, and just to mainly to make the, uh, the orchestra laugh because they're all sitting in front of me and I wanted to not say the same jokes every time. Uh, that was a debacle. And love Disney. Love the holidays at the Disney theme parks. Love the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Holy macaroni. If you don't subscribe to a podcast, you should listen to one called, um, uh, called, (laughs) (laughs) what's it called? (laughs) Uh, Mike and Ev. uh, post, CoasterRadio.com. And I, um, I did a little thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. We wrote it, and I talked about it before we wrote it, and then afterwards. Please, with the dark. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind in Orlando at the uh, Epcot. Mind-altering. Super fun. Uh, We love Disney. Disney's fun. So there it is. A
1: nice plug from NPH on Instagram Live. I love it.
2: That was so much fun. Yeah, that was totally unexpected and so much fun. (laughs) 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 What's it called? Mike and EB post something. Post
1: (laughs) He got it. He got it when you watch it on the on the video, you see him try struggling to pull He's like, Oh, what is it? What is it again? What is it again? And then it, it came. So yeah, just one of those things where you're reaching for for the name. You can't you it's on the tip of your tongue. You've almost got it. And I, love got it. So it. I love it. I
2: love it so much. Well, I we've joked about how NPH has been a close personal friend of the podcast for a long time, but never has plugged us anywhere on the socials. So this was a great <laughs> first for <laughs> Com. We super appreciate it and love it so much. And of course, Mike <laughs> You and I have been scheming how do we what do we do now? we have to wait. we have to do something about this
1: <laughs> yeah figuring out with ways that we have to can. get him to say coaster radio more often <laughs> yeah, on all these like national television appearances and stuff like that we we've got a lot of different ideas of ways that could happen so no no, that no, out. No, 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 no. We don't want to harass not. NPH. He's close no, personal no, no,
2: friend no. NPH. Uh, but let's play now the uh, the actual uh, phone calls that NPH sent to us um, from his experiences at Guardians of the Galaxy because he sent us uh, was it two one before and one after right?
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. So like they were literally just moments away from stepping onto the ride vehicles. For Guardians of the Galaxy, so that's mm-hmm. the first clip we have here, and then the second one is uh, afterwards. So let's hear as they are just uh, moments away from getting a chance to ride this new attraction at Epcot.
0: Hey, Mike, hey, E.B., what's up, Coaster Radio peeps? It's Neil, and here with my family, and we're up in the queue line for Guardians of the Galaxy: Cosmic yeah. Rewind. About to ride it, David. People are so excited! I'm so excited. I kind of peed a little. Oh, that's gross, Gideon. <laughs> what? Excited? Um, ah. Anxious? Excited? It's gonna be really fun. Harper, any thoughts? Very, very, very excited. Okay, so we all seem to be in the same place now. Right now, our view is amazing. We're about to board. I'm gonna have to. I don't think I can record us on the ride. That uh, that might be a problem. But I'll record us afterwards, and we'll get our uh, our post-show recap. The pre-shows are dope, you guys. Super fun. And this uh, place is gigantic. Okay, bye-bye.
1: All right, so there we go. And then they got a chance to get onto the ride, EB.
0: <laughs>
1: they rode it, and just seconds later. This is what we always like about live trip reports. You always say, like, hey, just seconds after you get off the ride, start this your recorder. This is how you do a live trip report, yes. Yes, and so here it is, moments after getting off. Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind.
0: Holy smokes. Okay. Woo! Okay. Oh. I feel discombobulated. That was... That was... Okay. Okay. I'm out of words. Omnico- I, f- I feel like I might throw up a little bit. So the whole thing goes, as I'm sure you know, not a regular coaster way, but like pivots and turns and goes. The feeling that you have as you're going down and and excelling forward and turning <laughs> sideways and dropping is nuts. I don't even know. Harper, what did you think? It was so fun. It was so 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 fun. My favorite it, part is like how it can orbit around things instead of going just straight forward. It gives roller coasters a whole new feel. Usually,
1: my stomach feels like it's been in a blender.
0: <laughs> usually the front's really good for roller coasters, but the back is really, really fun as well because it like kind of whips you, and it's really, really fun. Yeah, truth be told, one of the benefits of being a candlelight narrator is that we were able to ride it twice in a row, oh, nice. front and then back. Uh, Neil,
1: I'm going to the That's bathroom. A, I think I have to throw up. Oh, oh,
0: and it's happening. No, he's not. He's just joking. Um, okay, this is MPH. I just finished uh, my last candlelight show last night. Uh, happy holidays, everyone! Happy yeah, holidays is to you too. Cringe like NPH out. How is NPH out cringe? First of all, and second of all, how <laughs> dare you? It's cringe because you say it. Oh. All right. Happy holidays, NPH. <laughs> oh, so there it is. NPH is not immune to the
1: teenagers <laughs> giving him I grief love, either. I like.
2: love that his kids are now getting to the age to give him grief, and they're yeah. not shy about it.
1: Just like all of us, we all have that with our kids, and MPH gets it too. So I like that. That was, and I like that he left that. He left that in. That was fun. He's real.
2: He's a real guy.
1: That's, that's right. That's I, right. That's I, a, I, he, I kind
2: of wonder if Harper has ever ridden a spinning roller coaster ever. <laughs> like this roller coaster turns. <laughs> yeah, they do that sometimes. And then so poor great. David had to get. He peed his pants at the beginning, yeah. and then he threw up at the end.
1: <laughs> He's like, "Why do I have to ride these things? Why <laughs> do you much? make me do this?" <sighs> I I've I know what he means though man because I I've had those feelings on some of those spinning ones too where I'm just like yeah I'm done I'm done for the day man so But a lot of fun you can tell there's a lot of excitement there and that that's up there on my list of, of if if Disney would make it a little easier I'd love to get on that ride too so I'm looking forward to that <laughs> Well you One just got to get days. invited
2: to do the candlelight processional Mike That's yes, all Yes there you go
1: if I was a candlelight processional reader I could ride it twice Easy peasy <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, you have a, a a ride review
2: that you want to share with us, a trip report as well. But, Mike, we are going to take one of our fantastic new breaks right
1: now. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. First one of the new year. <laughs> and when we come back, uh, we've got not only my review of Pantheon and a fun new uh, speakeasy, but we've also got some really interesting, th- interesting things in the com mailbag. First one of those for the new year, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. We'll be right back.
0: This is CoasterRadio.com.
1: I know we're already 12 days into the new year by the time we're dropping this show, but let's say it anyway. It's our our first chance to say it, EB. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I'm here with EB, and we're ready for a great year, man. It's going to be a great 2023. We're planning lots of great stuff here at the podcast in meetups, And a lot of different other areas, too. So we're we're so happy to have you here with us uh, for another great year of the show. And I guess we should talk about how this is the first show of Season 18. Um, We did mention it, I think, in the episode we did at the Tiki Bar at my house. But basically what we're trying to do is line up the season numbers with how old the podcast is. um, Just so it all makes a little bit of sense. So now we're saying Season 18 when we get to April 25th of this year the podcast will be 18 years old uh, the next year it'll be 19 and then in 2025 uh the podcast will be 20
2: that's right we kind of got off our math a little bit because we did take a break we, uh, back in the day between seasons 2 and 3 uh, yep. so we're kind of realigning the podcast to match how long the podcast has been uh, on the air i mean we we talked about this before it's coasterradio.com because we're kind of an internet radio show before podcasts existed, so yeah, well, let's make this be uh our 18th year on the air, Mike.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. And for those of you who say like, "Hey, but what about those years you were off the air?" We were indeed not podcasting for about two years, but we were blogging the entire time. We had blog posts every day going up. Blogs. So. We even had vlogs. We did. We had vlogs <laughs> and
2: blogs. We had all types of stuff. So. Oh, yeah, back in the day. I I do like talking about coasterradio.com in the context of we are older than YouTube. You yes. Know, yeah, we go back before even blogs.
1: It's, it's That's great. true. It's fantastic. That's crazy, man, to think of it that way. To think of it that way. Yeah.
2: Hey, speaking of old school, Mike, let's move on here and go to the most old school thing that we do on this podcast. It's the coasterradio.com mailbag.
0: Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to whale
1: first one of 2023 yes <laughs>
2: we've, well it's been a couple of weeks like we've been talking about already that uh the that we've done an episode of coasterradio.com so the mailbag's pretty full i, I do want to say mike since we did have a uh, christmas time pass us by we did get a lot of fun christmas cards so i'm not oh. opening all the christmas cards here on the uh, coasterradio.com mailbag but um, if you sent us a Christmas card, thank you so much. Yes, it was thank super you. Nice. That's super really nice. nice. Yeah, yes. that's
1: always great. It's nice. You know, people send Christmas cards to like family and friends. We're honored to be, you know, included in that. That's great. It's
2: very, very nice. If you want to send something to the CoasterRadio.com mailbag, it is P.O. Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. Mike, I have four things, four big oh. packages. This is the first All one. All right.
1: This is the small. Let me I'm going to go sit back and get largest. comfortable. Okay.
2: Here, I'm opening this one. It's a it's a big padded envelope here. Oh, <clears throat> There's a note. It says, Mike and EB with a smiley face written in green yeah. marker on the envelope. And I'm taking the card out. It says, thanks. I open the card. It says, Mike and EB, I wanted to thank you guys for all that you do, as well as say thanks for an awesome meetup at Bush Gardens Tampa. Enjoy these souvenirs from my recent trip to Disney as a token of my appreciation with love, Corey from North Carolina. Oh, wow. There's a little uh, plastic baggie here and I'm opening it up and there is a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special Disney pin. Oh, wow. That's cool. Oh, this is nice. This is like a real Disney pin. Guardians of oh, the Galaxy holiday special. Did you watch that, Mike? It was pretty dumb.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't get to watch. I did not get to <laughs> it see was,
2: it. What, it was Drax and Mantis, and they, and they kidnap uh, Kevin Bacon. Okay, um, there's also <gasps> smushed pennies in here, Mike. Oh, oh, I always I love a good smush penny. smushed penny. pennies. Good. It's Mr. Bluebird from the Splash Mountain attraction. There's another Splash Mountain one here with Mickey. Oh, I'm trying to. It's Mickey on the Splash Mountain log. And then the last one is,
1: oh, another Splash Mountain with Briar Bear. We got three <laughs> smushed pennies. I love it. That's great. And hold on to those because those are going to be collector's items.
2: Corey, thank you. Fantastic. All right. Let's open the next yeah, one. Thanks, Corey. That's great. All right. This next one here, it's um a little smaller than a shoebox. It's It's wrapped in a a brown paper grocery bag. All right. All right. And one side is a... Uh, Okay, we got a box here and a oh, oh, okay. Ooh, it's a plastic bag and a what looks like it's a it's a children's birthday invitation with oh, like, finding Nemo well, with Nemo on it. Okay. It says, Let's find some fun fun at a party and it says for all the best date, time, place west from Charlotte. Mike and EB, be sorry, it's not a party invitation just an extra unused t-shirt you might add to your prize closet and inside the box inside this bag there is a t-shirt and I'm, it's a gray shirt oh it's it's christmas it's oh. got uh santa claus with reindeer going over the uh, uh, the top of a roller coaster hill and it says slay all day carowinds <laughs> very nice Wes, very thank ni- you that's, fantastic that's perfect
1: for the prize closet that's great somebody's have gonna to check enjoy if that. it's my size if it's my size i'll keep it if it's not i'll send that, it out that's to somebody. Right. then it goes into the prize closet <laughs> or, or exactly. out to one of the <laughs> exactly uh, patreon people
2: absolutely <laughs> all right we got uh, i got another one. Ooh, oof. this is the, this is a heavy big oh big, yeah because you're oh going gosh. from
1: smallest to largest yeah
2: <clears throat> okay this is a big one I'm...
1: how oh. heavy are you saying are like 20 pounds
2: <laughs> it's not that heavy but it is okay Oh, it's wrapped tight, too. Hold on. This is legit. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, we talked about this, I think. Hold on. I think this was a special request.
0: Ooh.
2: Ah. King's Island, a photographic journey. Barry Hill and John M. Keeter.
1: Oh, we've heard about, yes.
2: This is that gigantic coffee table book. Oh, my gosh.
1: Did they send you one? yes excellent oh, this is
2: great oh boy this is a great big coffee table book king's island a photographic journey and i'm opening it right now oh this is from our good friend barry hill so so we have seen um yeah barry and evan ponstingle these are friends there's other ones here in the book or in the in the box king's island a ride through time paperback by our friend Evan and Imagineering an American dreamscape by Barry. And, Oh, these are great. These are both from a uh, Rivershore creative, but then also this new coffee table book, Kings Island, a photographic journey. This is in, in the uh, Kings Island gift shop right now. I think the park is open, you know, um, for Christmas time, but Oh, I'm slipping through it. It has the old Coney Island. Um, down south of Cincinnati. It has, oh, remember um, Walt Disney actually visited? There's yes. A, you have that. Oh, there's photographs of the uh, um, Eiffel Tower being constructed. It goes through the entire history. Oh, there's the bat. Oh, this is so cool. Awesome. Old Vortex. It is a gigantic coffee table book. King's Island, a, ph- a photographic journey by Barry Hill. That's Great. Take a nostalgic walk in the park, follow the story of King's Island through an inspirational concept art and beautiful photography, recalling the colorful history of the park as it grew and transformed over time through, though never losing its emotional bond with the community. River Shore Creative. So there you go. Find River Shore Creative and you can find King's Island, a, photo- a photographic journey and other great books. Um, wow, that's awesome. Thank you I love so it. much.
1: That's great. That's great. Very,
2: very. Thank you so much for sending this to us.
1: It looks like a fantastic book. I just saw oh my online uh, you know, some of the imagery he sent of it. It's really great. If you're a fan of Kings Island, I think you need that book.
2: That's so cool. All right. We got one more, Mike. And this one I say for last because I believe, Mike, you said that you also got mail.
1: Yes, yes. Typically, and I, Mike
2: I, doesn't get mail because he doesn't have the P.O. box, but somebody found Mike's home address and sent you
1: the same package as me. Yeah, so it, do you think it is the same thing? I mean, it's it is looks it a like big it's sort? It's, it's, it's I have a padded envelope. It's blue. Do you have a blue padded envelope? I I do have a blue padded envelope, but I also have a an actual box too. Oh, I don't have a box. Oh, so maybe there's uh, maybe. So, do you want to open yours first? or Should we open at the same time? Well, open the blue padded envelope first, and then open the. That's what I have. Okay, well, uh, let's do let's do that then and see. Because uh, let yeah, let's see what's in yours. Because maybe maybe they. All right, I'm opening Match my.
2: I have a like blue that. padded envelope. Right. This is the one I'm going to open here because I, say, I did save this one for last. Oh, I love that! I get to hear you opening something instead yeah, of that's yeah, right. You never get that's to hear very that. very special yeah. for me. Yeah,
1: thank you. And I'm, I'm putting this uh, right up to the microphone here to get that. So. Oh, great! Oh wow! It's it, it it was it was shipped in a plain. I'm opening <clears> both. I'm opening the the blue package, but also this plain I don't have box. A note. Oh my gosh! Wait, whoa! Is there a note in is yours? This, there is a note in mine.
2: What's wait, well, like? what's it?
1: What's it, what's in yours? I
2: have wonderful cards from our friend Chris.
1: Yeah, I I have I have cards too. Chris is a fantastic artist, and Chris from Columbus, and he's he sent some cards. Oh, here it is. They're oh, beautiful. Wait, of his artwork.
2: Yes. Oh no, I might. EB, I hope you have a wonderful new year. I made some cards out of some of my artwork. I wanted to share them with you and with Mike. I'm sending him a set too. Thank you for all you do for us, Chris. Awesome. Oh, and he, he, I've seen um, photographs of um, Chris, um, Chris's studio where he has his garage and he like melts this beeswax. Oh, this is so cool. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Right. That's so yeah. great. C Rankin Studios Fine Arts. Yes, yeah. C Rankin Studios dot com or oh, yeah. on Instagram G O N K A L I N twenty two.
1: That's his Instagram. Chris Rankin. Awesome. And, and while while you were talking, I opened this up because there was this this box and I I didn't know what it was. I looked at it. it What's says, in the box? It, it says Flavor Blaster Mini. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Flavor Blaster, it says on the side. And I was like, what is that? So I opened it up and I, I have realized what it is. This is actually that bubble gun that Wait, we saw at, at Iappa. Iappa. Yes, yeah, like the one that you could put on top of drinks and make that uh, flavor uh, scented bubble on top of a drink that you have. Wait, and so-, so Chris sent you cards, but he sent you a Flavor Blaster? Yeah, so he he had it drop shipped, I guess, from the company that was uh, there at IAP. I don't even know how he got the name of it or anything like that, but it's the it's the little mini gun that you can use. You you make yourself a cocktail, and then you put smoke inside of this bubble with scent, and it and then you uh, pop the bubble and drink the drink. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic, Chris. This is so much fun. This is the best oh mail tag ever. How about that? I, I I've got to make a video or something to show how this works. This is great. This is this is the best mailbag ever. Thank you. Wow. Oh my gosh. Because I remember going crazy about this when we saw it on the IAPA show floor. It was so so wild. Remember that like um British girl who was showing that?
2: Yes. No, this is so that that is so so we need to do remember uh, several years ago we did a hangout where we had all the listeners call in on a Zoom? <laughs> Yes, yes. And we had drinks and everybody was supposed to like bring their own cocktail to the Zoom hangout. We need to do a new Zoom hangout where you like make a gigantic cinnamon bubble and put it on top of a drink. Or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a giant one. Just a huge one. That's a, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Chris. This is great. This is so great. And it was so great to see Chris at the meetup. A longtime friend of Coaster Radio. This is so great. Yeah, good mailbag. Well done. Yeah, yeah, so good, so good. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Chris. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to make some type of video, or like you, I love your idea, EB. We'll do that. We need to do another hangout for the new Mm -hmm. year. Cool. So good, so good. Well, look, the show's running long, so I will give you very quickly before we go uh, one of the little housekeeping things we wanted to do before we move on with the new year was uh, I did not get a chance to tell everybody, except maybe very quickly on a Theme Park News, about my trip to Christmastown mm-hmm. at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. And I'll save you the review of everything. I mean, Christmastown was great. I mean, it's all the lights. Uh, it's all the shows, uh, mm-hmm. the great food and stuff. But two new things I got to do that I had not done before. The first was finally getting a chance to ride Pantheon, uh, the Intamin LSM launch coaster. And its of course, has that nice swing launch and stuff. So here's the neat thing about it. I got to the park right as it opened at 2 o'clock. And pretty much made my way right back to Pantheon. Um, the girls kind of went and rode some kitty rides. And um, I went back there. And there was zero wait. Ooh, there was really? nobody in that station. Uh, and what was funny is that the people who were in the station were all going in the middle rows. Uh, the front row was wide open. What? So I was like, I was like, I think I will. So I just hopped right in. <laughs> don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind if I do. I've never seen that in my life or even if there's a couple people like milling around in the station, they're always waiting for the front row, but not this time. So, uh, sat down there in car number one, pulled down the restraint and I've got to say, man, I don't know if it was because I didn't have to wait for it or if it, because it was like a nice, uh, cool wintry day, but wasn't too cold. I really enjoyed this ride i thought the launches were fantastic it starts off with a you know a little bit of a rolling launch so you roll out of the station you build up a little bit of speed uh, but then you go into the first launch you go into Mm -hmm. a zero g winder uh, but then it goes into that really cool section where uh, you go into the straightaway uh, you have sort of a vertical rollback because you head up the top hat but don't have enough speed to go over it so you come back uh, pick up more speed with the lsm uh, go back onto that uh, big spike and after that, that's my favorite part of the ride. That after you go up the spike and you're heading straight for the top hat again, uh, building up. I think what is it? it's like seventy three miles an hour at that point. Man, that's fun. And they've got those little bunny hop hills that mm-hmm. give you a little pops of airtime. Uh, but then you go uh, right over the top hat, and Intamin does that great thing where you're kind of uh, yeah tilting. You know some of the some of the drops and some of the uh you know heading up the hills are just like tilting a little bit and you're kind of on your side. It's almost an inversion but not quite. Yeah. Uh really cool. And then they've got one of those things that's uh very similar to Velocicoaster, the outward banked airtime hill.
0: Ooh. Um
1: that's kind of cool. Um oh, and I'm sorry, I'm not actually wait that's that's that the that, not that I was thinking about the zero G stall. They've got the zero G stall yeah, the yeah, outward yeah, yeah, bank yeah. airtime hill uh-huh. is um that that nice thing I was just describing. Actually hang on, let me let me cut and do that one more time. Um yeah, they call it like the outward banked airtime hill where you get to kind of like you know you're on your side, it's almost an inversion, it's pretty cool, and then they've got uh the element that everybody loves these days. it's on Velocicoaster, coaster, but it's here too, the zero g stall, mm-hmm. uh, really, really cool man, and really fun, and uh, the people that I rode with uh you know, were roller coaster novices, but that took them by surprise and and they really thought it was cool, so I like this ride. this is a great addition. To Busch Gardens Williamsburg, I'm trying to figure out where I would put it in the list of. of I mean, because I love Apollos chariot, I love Alpengeist. Where I love you would Griffin. put it?
2: Where you would put it in your pantheon of great roller yes, coasters? Yes, exactly,
1: like. exactly. I, I mean, it's it's definitely top three for me. What? You know, I, oh, I, really? In in terms of in terms of Busch Gardens, not okay. not top three of my of my roller coaster list, but okay, okay. In terms of like just a fun a fun well, ride there. I would put it uh, above Verbolten, and and okay. I love Verbolten. So, um, although mm, Verbolten wow. is so much fun, though, man. I don't know. Oh, that's it's hard. I got to think about this a little bit more. But I, I, Pantheon was good enough where I was like, at first I was worried, like, oh, is this even something Bush Garden should have put in there? Is it just kind of a waste of space? But it was fun, and I liked it. I'm I'm looking forward to getting on it a bunch more times and and seeing how I feel about it after a couple of seasons.
2: Well, what do you think about the theming? Because I know a lot of people were disappointed in the theming that you know it doesn't really exist. So Oh yeah, there's did nothing. Did you there's... did you did you get the idea of this is the Pantheon and each of the ride elements is a god?
1: <laughs> did that if, Was that I, there I at suppose, all? I suppose yeah, if I if there was any bit of weight, they did have signs in the queue that were explaining that to you, but I don't no. think anybody's reading them or caring about it. Like, <laughs>
2: what was the joke that I saw that somebody said that the uh, uh, Wonder Woman Golden Lasso at Six Flags Fiesta Texas has a better Pantheon than Pantheon?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I because think because so. it
2: actually has statues of the, uh, the the characters and the columns and the whole thing. <laughs> but oh yeah, Pantheon just- has nothing.
1: There's there's nothing there's no theming. I mean, there, you're just this ride is out in the middle of a field, but you know the the roller coaster itself is good enough where for you forgive it. But, okay. Yeah. The, in terms of theme, there's there's nothing. Even even the station itself is not themed. Uh, there's a nice Pantheon sign that you walk by as you as you go on. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's 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 not much that they did. I I it, I'll, I'd be interested to see if they're ever going to do anything or if it's just no, they're, they're not going to add gonna something in, after no. the fact. No, it's but done. it's funny because, like, uh, more than I like Verbolton, heavily themed mm-hmm. um, Loch Ness Monster. If you go down into that extended queue, there's a lot of theme down there that they did years ago. But, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, this this has got nothing, nothing going on. But then again, <laughs> neither does Apollo's Chariot, uh, yeah. neither does um, uh, Tempesto, you know. So I think it is what it is.
2: It is what it is. Well, there was a uh, experience that you had that was heavily themed. The Speakeasy, yes. Mike, this is something you also talked about on Theme Park News, the daily podcast from CoasterRadio.com, um, but we have not talked about it yet on the weekly podcast here at CoasterRadio.com.
1: Yes, and I was really pleasantly surprised with this um, because it was something that I went into not knowing anything about it. Um, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. We all heard about this uh, Speakeasy experience called the Burgermeister's Hideaway, and you had to book it in advance. And I'm glad I did because when I walked up to uh, the the entrance to this thing, it basically said the 6 p.m. show and the 8 p.m. show are sold out. So there was Ooh. no there was no walking up and getting into it. And I like that they do that too. It's not like a bar that you walk into. It's actually a show uh, where drinks are served. Okay. So that's a a way to kind of think about it. And so what you do is you um, you know book this in advance, and for each person. Uh, I'm looking at it on the website right now. It's around $50 a person. Uh, if Ooh. you've got a membership, it, it brings it down a little bit. I think there might be a 10% discount mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit more, but uh, that's what that is. How many so, drinks you, for $50? Uh, three. Okay. Three drinks. Okay. But but I I was a little weary about that too. I was like, what is this? That's They better be some good drinks. But I realized that you're actually getting a show for that and a very interactive theatrical experience with it. I don't want to give too much away for what it is, though, because I want people to enjoy this and see what it is. But um, basically, in the German section of Bush Gardens, there is the facade of a candy shop. Yes. And so when you go in and you check in, um, they take you through the broom closet and they say, all right. And, and you're literally in this German house closet. You're just standing there. And they say, OK, wait here. Um, somebody's going to come and ask you for the password. And the password is glue vine. No, that, no, 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 no. Uh, the, the, the glue vine was what you drank. Basically, the password is, um, uh, in German, no beer. Can you beer. tell us? Yeah, I know. I, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't say it. But anyway, so uh, you- The password the, the, is, the, Apollo's chariot sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Maybe that should have been it. But what was fun is that somebody comes to the door and they open up the little peephole and they look through and they're like, what is the password? And you say it and the door swings open and uh, the there's the um, Burgermeister's brother is there and he greets you and he welcomes you in. And he introduces you to everybody who's already seated in there and brings you to your table. And uh, it's the, the the room that you were in is so well themed. Um, It's basically like you are in this hidden bar uh, in Bavaria. And the greatest thing about this, aside from like there's special effects all over, like there's a big uh, still that is there, you know, um, you know, doing the alcohol. Um, There's cuckoo clocks on one side of the wall. (laughs) but Everywhere else on the wall are pictures of Busch Gardens history.
2: Oh, you know, almost uh,
1: 50 years of going back. And, like, you can go through. There's a picture of, like, the Burgermeister who used to sing in the Fest House. Uh, there are pictures of—remember uh, we were there on opening day of um, Curse of Dark Castles? There are pictures of that day. <laughs> That's uh, cool. Just, it's, it's kind of amazing that they just went through the archives, and they're just pictures of the park's history. And if you really take a chance uh, to go and look at it, I um, mean, you see pictures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up to today. It's really amazing. And then also on the wall is a picture of this really old guy— who is the original Burgermeister. Uh, and then next thing you know, this guy comes around the corner and he is like the, the head of uh, of this uh, speakeasy. And he's this big uh, giant guy, just very gregorious, <laughs> very happy. Uh, they're both speaking in um, German accents and they're the two brothers who run this thing and they're do- going back and forth, just having fun and explaining the backstory of what this place is. And then the neat thing is, I'll, I'll just give away this little bit. They talk to the spirit of the original Burgermeister, and they oh. do a whole show explaining what's going on, and uh, it's, it's really great. It's really, really cool. It really is a show. A, it really is a show, but there's also um, ad-libbing, too, because the two guys come to each table, and they do some talking and uh, you know talk to you about the drinks and stuff, and the drinks themselves are really, really great. So you can get um, a flight of three drinks. You can have a cocktail flight a mocktail flight, a wine flight, or a beer flight. Okay. And um, I had uh, the cocktail flight. They had mm-hmm. a spiked winter sangria. They had something called Mrs. Claus's Naughty Punch and an espresso <laughs> martini. And, Ooh, and, but the espresso but, martini. But uh, I saw the beer flight. That looked good. That was like a spiced milk stout, um, a lights-out holiday ale, and a frosted sugar cookie ale. The thing was the drinks were all sweet. But Ugh. you know, it is sort of the Christmas time, and so they're they were trying to do that, but supposedly the drinks shift every yeah. season. sure. Uh, so so that's kind of cool. But I don't want to give away too much of what it is, but there's a whole storyline. Uh, there's a, a great acting and a lot of fun. There's a lot of singing that goes on in there too. Um, and the cocktails and drinks are fantastic. The group that I was with, um, everybody had different things. some had wine, some had cocktails, some had beer everybody was loving their drinks and the seating is done in a way like you're in a bar. So you can talk to the people at the tables who are next to you. So it becomes like this big group experience. And if you're there with like only one or two people or three Mm -hmm. people, they'll put you at a table with other people. So it's like a big, you know, just, just a big, like group fun, you know? So, and you, and you end up talking with other people and these two actors who come in are so good that they get everybody talking and everybody having fun together. So I don't want to tell any more than that. Other than I was, I walked out of there thinking that was money well spent because the whole the whole experience was probably about fifty minutes. Wow. So so maybe a dollar per minute, but you're getting good drinks, you're getting fun. It, it's not something I would do every trip there, unless they were like changing the drinks out. And well, it was every season new that they change the drinks, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe if it was something new you wanted to try. Um, it would be interesting. Well, how do you do this? You, had- do
2: you, do you have to know the password and all that stuff. But do you really just have to sign up on the website and buy the ticket? You,
1: yeah, you have to. You have to sign up on the website. And what happens is when you go, uh, you know, for your reservation, if it was at six o'clock, the lady's there she takes you into the broom closet and says, "Hey, somebody's going to come here in a minute. The password is this." That's sent how, me. and that's how you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, but I really enjoyed this man, and uh, this was an interesting experience at a theme park. This isn't something that I had seen before. Something like that—that was a show for such a small group of people. Like that doesn't really happen very often, you know. Like and 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 something that I guess is pretty popular because all the shows were sold out. And when I was looking at other dates, you know, those shows were all sold out too. And it really is just these two actors who are in there and a bartender and somebody else who uh, is kind of running the show behind the scenes. Who I saw when I went around the corner real quickly for something, but. I, it just—it it was really great. It was just they, you know, they—they they took this small little area and mm-hmm. turned it into something really great. Just, just like they did years ago with the um, escape rooms that they did for Scream. They took yeah. this small area and turned it into something really cool. So I thought it was just a real, real creative thing that they did. And I—I'm curious to see if it stays around. And I'm curious to see if they do more things like that at other bush. And see world parks.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun to see if it does if it if it lasts. And would you go back, say, like um, in in summertime, it'll be it'll be
1: different in summertime. You know, it's a it's a good question. It would depend on who I was with. Like if I was with adults, I would. Um, This is not something you want to bring kids to uh, because the kids will be bored and they, you know, they, they they will charge if you bring a three year old in. Uh, they're going to charge them fifty dollars, but well, they' can they're the, have mock-tails, the mocktails, right yeah, right. so they, you know but this is something that if if you're with friends, if you're with adults, uh, you go and do um I think I would just because it's it's interesting enough, and the drinks were good enough, and the show was funny enough, um, but it's not something I would do every single time because I think it's just a, a little too expensive for what it is, especially if you know what's coming. Okay. But I think I might do it, like if if I'm a regular visitor, I, I might do it once a year or every other year. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I like it. Cool. I just like that the park was doing something like that, you know, like doing just something extra different. Ex- yes, yeah. yes, especially for adults and especially if you are somebody who goes to the park often, it was a new experience. Um, and it's one I'd, I'd recommend. I thought it was great. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to see more. Love to see <clears> more of that from parks. I think that's great. Awesome. Well, there, there has been a lot of uh,
2: really neat stuff that's been happening in the off season. There's been so many uh, parks that are doing off season stuff. So maybe we will continue to see more innovation and more of that sort of thing uh, in the, the months to come.
1: Yes. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yeah, so we're really excited about all of the content coming up here at CoasterRadio.com. We're planning a lot of great things for the beginning of 2023 and beyond. Next week, a show that everybody looks forward to every year. It kind of helps me plan all the things that I want to do at parks in 2023 and kind of get excited about the year. It's our 2023 attraction preview with theme park expert Arthur Levine.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. He's already told us about how much fun stuff is coming in 2023 um, in the theme parks, and he has a big, long list, and we're going to go through every single thing that's going to be coming in 2023. That's happening next week, Mike. I'm excited about it.
1: Yes, yes. That's going to be great. Looking forward to that. And then the week after that, get ready, everybody, is our (laughs) annual Coaster Domus episode. We love Coaster Domus. It's where you guys get to predict what you think will happen during the year of 2023. And if you get it right, you are a true coaster Damas because we come back a year later and figure out, like, who got things right, who got things wrong. I guess also we're going to go back and take a look at the 2022 predictions and see, you know, who got things right and who got things wrong as well.
2: Yeah, that's coming up in two weeks, I guess, two weeks, the uh, Coaster Domus episode of CoasterRadio.com, where we go back to last year and uh, listen back to all of the predictions, my predictions, the listener predictions, your predictions, Mike, about what was going to be happening. And we see who got it right, who got it wrong. But then the best part, of course, is looking ahead and making predictions for next year so you can make your predictions now you can send us your predictions um you can send us your voice you can send us an email by text um anything that you want uh send those quatrains just like uh nostradamus to feedback at coasterradio.com or use the coasterradio.com app i suppose you can just use that trip report um part of the app and send us your voice recording
1: that's right. We love having the voice recordings on there. It just makes the show so much more fun, especially if you can do it in a creepy Damas voice. We'll <laughs> maybe even add some music behind you. Who knows?
2: The Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the rhyming um, couplets or whatever, the, the quatrains.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, so excited for that. This is always a great way to kick off the year. We're really happy about that. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks so much to everybody who sent things in the coaster radio.com mailbag. Thanks to Chris for this really cool flavor blaster too man i'm excited to try that out and maybe even do it here on the show i think <laughs> i want be fun. you to show
2: that off that's so much fun yeah
1: yeah that's that's great that's great so we just are so excited that you guys are here with us for another year of coaster radio another season uh season 18 man i All can't right. wait for it i mean it, it's shocking to think that uh, that we're that far along so it's really cool what what episode is this this is episode 683 so we're getting up there close to <laughs> 700 man that's wild. so much fun.
2: It's so much fun. Um, and everybody out there who supports the show on patreon.com slash coaster radio, this uh, podcast is all because of you. So thank you, everybody at patreon.com slash coaster radio, especially those the $20 level Alan Bergfield, Alex Payne, Brian Cosson, Charlie and Jesse Brooks, Chris Rankin, Cincinnati Nick the Sweatshirt Guy, Club Z colton licorice cm venom dan bunting dan Dyler, david sakala david uwanowich dino evan ruse grace Bron- john brody josh combs karen lee howard and kelvin wilson
1: also kyle Kiefer, our friends at little mountain productions our friends at made to thrill matt from yorkshire michael Fuko, mikey mayo shane mankewitz skyline michelle Paolo de los reyes rich barber rick burnley timmy young our friends at Thrill Nerds, Tom from Louisville, and Zach Carpenter.
2: Also our honorary executive producers, Tyler Ray, Slater, Brian Wackler, Jason, Elliot Atkinson, and our friends at the Coaster Challenge Podcast.
1: I'm glad this is fun to be back. You know, we took a little bit of time off, but I missed the show. It's great to be back and great to be with all our friends here and looking forward to the next couple shows, man. We're going to have some fun.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening to CoasterRadio.com, an extra long episode welcoming you guys back to the new year. We'll talk to you again
0: next week. Thanks for listening to the original theme park podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lifthill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission.